Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. The Biden administration rolled out new electric vehicle rules Friday that aim to clamp down on Chinese imports, but they also likely reduce the number of EVs that can qualify for tax credits. The long-awaited guidance highlights the political minefield the administration has to navigate in handing out federal dollars. On one hand, the White House has ambitious EV adoption goals, but it also wants to limit how dominant China is in the EV battery and critical mineral space. So today, we chat with Politico's James Baikalis on how Biden's latest China crackdown puts his EV goals at risk. It's Monday, December 4th. So the rules that the Biden administration released on Friday interpret a ban on Chinese suppliers accessing the EV tax credit that was written into the Inflation Reduction Act. Lawmakers wrote that ban into the law, but they left it to the administration to determine how to enforce that law and how to define what they called foreign entity of concern. So what types of companies and perhaps their U.S. subsidiaries would be subject to this ban on Chinese suppliers. The rule that the Energy Department and the Treasury Department released on Friday, it tries to get at, on the one hand, some of the more obvious ways that a Chinese supplier might be involved in the EV supply chain. So if a company is owned and operated by Chinese ownership or has some connections to the Chinese government. On the other hand, they also tried to get at some of the more under-the-radar ways that companies might have ties to the Chinese government or might be under the control of parties that this ban in the law is trying to get at. The rule includes a 25% threshold, so if a company has 25% of its uh, voting interest controlled by parties with ties to China, then they could be implicated by the ban. And it also includes a provision that targets licensing agreements. So under certain conditions, if even a U.S. company licenses Chinese technology in order to manufacture some part of an EV, that could make them subject to this foreign entities of concern ban. So how are automakers reacting to these new rules that actually go into effect in January? Yes. So even though that definition of foreign entities of concern is fairly stringent, the automaker reaction has been largely positive. They've said this is a fairly workable rule and they appreciate the clarity as they seek to move their supply chains to the U.S. That reaction largely stems from the inclusion in the rule of some flexibility that they had sought to help them comply with the rule, at least in the short term. So the rule includes a provision that allows automakers a two-year transition period. The government won't enforce that ban on certain battery powders that are difficult to trace where they came from in the supply chain. And that was something that automakers had requested and said was necessary in order to help them comply. But on the other hand, Senator Joe Manchin, who has been one of the foremost critics of the Biden administration's implementation of the EV tax credit, 
he came out with a statement on Friday blasting this new rule and saying the administration was trying to find workarounds to these restrictions that lawmakers wrote into the IRA. And Manchin even threatened to introduce a resolution to overturn the rule, as well as back a lawsuit that goes against the rule. Okay, so it sounds like automakers are fairly optimistic about this rule, but not all lawmakers are necessarily happy. And you report that the Biden administration is really walking a tightrope with these new rules, and actually they could put his electric vehicle goals at risk. Could you explain kind of the risk he's taking here? Yes, absolutely. So driving EV adoption is one of President Biden's foremost climate policy goals. And the EV tax credit is a very important lever in that fight because it reduces the cost of EVs for the consumer. These rules, we don't know how many EV models are going to continue to qualify for that tax credit when these rules kick in in January. Automakers are going to have to evaluate their supply chains and see which of their suppliers are implicated by these new provisions. But it's fairly likely that we'll see the number of qualifying vehicles be reduced as a result of this rule. When the administration introduced other domestic content restrictions back in March of this year, that reduced the number of qualifying models down to 14 models. So it's likely that we'll see some reduction, at least in the short term, and that could make it more difficult for Biden to convince Americans to purchase an EV. And you also note that these rules come at a really critical time for EV adoption in America. Can you talk more about that? Yes. So the rules come as three of America's largest EV automakers, Tesla, Ford, and GM, have each walked back some of their EV production targets in recent months. They cited high interest rates and some softening consumer demand. That makes it a critical time for Biden's goal to make 50% of all vehicle sales electric by 2030. In addition, this rule comes as Republicans, both in Congress and on the presidential campaign trail, are stepping up their attacks on Biden's EV policies and saying they increase reliance on China and make it more expensive for consumers to buy cars. Also, the mood at the United Nations Climate Summit darkened significantly on Friday as news broke that the week-old truce between Israel and Hamas was collapsing. The conflict between world leaders reached a fever pitch after Iranian leaders walked out of the conference. They cited, quote, political, biased, and irrelevant presence of the fake Zionist regime. Our colleagues in Dubai report that it was a notable tone shift compared to the optimism of the first day. And some diplomats fear the global conflict will overshadow essential progress on fighting climate change. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. 
Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.